Hello, welcome back to a new episode of the Traders Improved podcast. This is a very special episode. Last Sunday, I did a live trading webinar and I recorded 40 minutes of Q&A. And in this podcast, I put together the best questions and answers. I do my best to always repeat the questions at the beginning and then I answer it. So I hope you have fun. I cover a lot of topics ranging from mindset, psychology, uh, book recommendations, full-time trading, what is a good annual return, what does it take to become a long-time profitable trader and many more things. So enjoy it. Do you backtest? No, I never ever backtest anything. I don't, well, and that's where we differ. Again, Moritz, I think backtests, I think backtests don't work. I think backtests are a complete waste of time um, because everything that is important in trading is not there in backtesting. There are no emotions. You can fast forward. You don't need patience. Um, yeah. Money is not obviously there. Money doesn't have any um, influence in a backtest, so it doesn't really matter. Recovery rates, drawdowns. Why do some backtest at all? I don't know. You need to ask them. Um, forward testing. Yeah, I when I forward test, um, forward testing means actual live trading. So if you want to test a test a new um, a new strategy, then you just trade it in the live markets. Uh, but you don't use your full account. Let's say if your real trading account is one hundred thousand US dollar, then you just set aside maybe I don't know a small account, something like ten thousand US dollar, um, and then you just back to, uh, you forward test it there with lower risk uh, and then you can evaluate if it works and if not backtesting is absolutely, yeah, in my opinion, it's useless. And that's where many people disagree. Yeah, this uh, exactly replay mode of past that that is uh, backtesting. Uh, that is what I think is completely useless because trading is hard only when there's money involved, when you need to wait when you need to be patient, when you need to work on your emotions, when you need to wait for a trade, when you need to wait in a trade, when you need to cut your losing trades, uh, when you're in a drawdown, how you do recover from a drawdown, or do you lose completely your shit and uh, go crazy? Um, do you easily tend to do over trading or not? All of those things, nothing matters in a backtest. It's completely blocked out in a backtest. That is why I think backtests are absolutely a waste of your time. If you are completely new to trading and you have never seen your trading platform, it is not really best backtesting. Then you just open your trading platform, you enter a few trades, you see how it works, how does margin work, how does leverage work, how do you set your stop loss, how do you size your position the right way, how do you enter the right amount of lots to get a certain risk. This is okay in a demo account, but other than that, you don't need to touch a demo account at all. Demo trading is absolutely, and it will make you actually a better trader. It will not make you, uh, it will make you a worse trader. Demo trading will make you a very, very bad trader because people who are very, very long on demo trading, they will completely ruin their mindset. They will completely have a wrong idea of what trading is. They will adopt negative patterns, negative behavior. And then when you get to the real money, it is very, very hard to unlearn those things. Because if you spend a few weeks or months, some people even spend years on demo, um, 
this is how you just trade and this is what you think trading is. And people always say, okay, but I use my demo account like it is real money. I just treat it like it's real money. This is not possible. How do you long advise us to demo um, a week maybe until you know how to enter and exit a trade, until you know what is your strategy, until you know what is a good setup, uh, until you know how to set a stop loss, how to take a profit target. If you know how to do those basic things, then it's time to go live, in my opinion. <clears throat> Many people will disagree with me. Mostly amateur traders will disagree and mostly amateur traders who don't have any money and who have been too long on demo. And um, yeah, this is just, um, people always repeat what they have heard somewhere. They always say, but everybody must demo trade. This is not true. Everybody doesn't have to demo trade. Everybody doesn't have to do multi time frame analysis. Yeah. In general, whatever the majority of people say, you should always do the exact opposite because the majority of people is not really satisfied with their lives. The majority of people is not really um, having success. So whatever you see the majority of people say, do, just do exactly the opposite. <clears throat> that is always what helped me. When I was in university, I saw everybody around me, they were studying and just, just memorizing data. Uh, I was at home trading and working on myself, getting better, reading books, journaling. When I got into my job, I was looking around me, I saw what people were doing. Um, and then okay, I thought, okay, will, do I want to be that person in 10, 20 years? If I stay in this job, I will end up there for sure. And then I said, no, and I quit my job. I sold everything I had. I moved to Asia, traveled around the world. And in the meantime, built my trading. Um, I risk based on percentage, uh, always, always percentage. So what this means is that, okay, let's say you get into a trade for whatever reason. Um, then you measure, first of all, you need to measure your pip distance and how, how many pips. And this is always the same process for a position size um, when you determine your position size. First, um, know where your stop loss goes. And let me actually move this so that you can see what I'm typing. Otherwise, it's just a little bit useless. So this is very important. Before you get into a trade, you need to know where is your, where does your stop loss go? Then you measure your stop distance. Once you have your stop loss distance, then you ask yourself how much percent of my account do I want to risk? And then you can see Okay, how much is my account? Let's say your account is 50,000 US dollar. You want to risk 1%. How much is that? 500. Whoops. Okay, so you want to risk 500 euros or US dollar or whatever. And let's say your stop loss is 50 pips. And then you just do the math and you just calculate um, 
you do the math and then you figure out how many lots to buy. And that is how you size your position. 2% is quite a lot, but if you have a small trading account, maybe that's okay. How can we go directly to live trading if we haven't tested it? The question is, what do you want to test? That is the real question. What do you want to test? Uh, this is another very bad misconception. I have heard that it takes 10,000 chart hours uh, to become consistently profitable. I can guarantee you that if you watch charts for 10,000 hours, um, you will not become a profitable trader. Most people have watched more than 10,000 hours of TV or movies in their lives, and none of them is a professional movie maker or a Hollywood director or an actor. <laughs> Many people have watched hundreds or thousands of hours of soccer or basketball, but none of them is a professional basketball player. What you really need to do is, you don't need to watch charts. What you need to do is you need to know your system. You need to know the rules of your system. Then you execute your trades and then you review your trades. And when you review your trades, you need to ask yourself, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How can I fix the things that are not going as planned? How can I do more of the things that go well? And then you develop an action plan. You improve your weaknesses, you leverage your strengths, and then you get better over time. Profitable trading has not only to do with watching charts. People, you can stare at charts all day long, but it doesn't matter. You need to understand what you're looking for. And the weakest link in any trading endeavor and every trading strategy is always the trader, always. So you need to really work on yourself. It doesn't matter what period moving average you use. It doesn't matter what is the exact setting of your stop loss. It matters how you manage yourself, uh, how you organize yourself, how you review your trades, what's your feedback loop. That is what really, really matters. Uh, no, Bradley, uh, position size calculators do the same actually, um, but this is general, the general approach that you need to do. Most, most traders just do it the opposite way. They just uh, think, okay, I need to risk 10 lots. Um, so where does my stop need to go? This is not the right way. So you always need to start with uh, knowing where the stop loss is and then you approach it this, this way around. What does a strategy mean? That's a very, very good point. Um, this is very important. Most traders um, say, when they say, okay, I need a strategy, what they want is, or what I think they, they need is a, a way of how do I get into a trade? What is the best indicator that gives me the best signal? Um, not true. So there are a few components. What is a, a system? Of course, how do you get into a trade? And those are the rules. That is, um, well, maybe what indicators do you use? Uh, the timeframes, um, the signals, what has to happen before you get into a trade? How do you set a stop? This is very important that many people overlook it because um, they don't even, they never go beyond the first point. They're always stuck and I've seen it, people do it for years and years. They only go from indicator to indicator to try a price action uh, strategy to indicate a trick to whatever. They never go past the first point and then 
they don't have a system. They're only focusing on one little component of a trading system. How you set your stop loss will determine so many things about your trading. Um, most people don't even understand that. How you set your stop loss will determine how vulnerable it is to volatility. So if you have a small stop loss, you will get taken out more easily when the volatility picks up. But at the same time, um, your reward to risk ratio will be much larger. So your win rate may go down, your reward to risk ratio may go up. That is, uh, that's very important. And this is, again, every trader needs to really adjust their trading style to what makes sense to them. Um, some people prefer a tight stop loss. Um, what I often do, Moritz, for example, he likes to have a wider stop loss because he said he doesn't need to pinpoint the exact entry. You just use a little bit of a wider um, stop loss. Your win rate will go up potentially. The reward to risk ratio will go down a little bit, but overall it cancels each other out. So you might have two traders who trade the exact same system, but they use a different um, stop loss size. Therefore, they have a different win rate. Uh, but overall, they may be equally profitable, um, and that doesn't matter. How do you set your take profit? Again, um, a wide take profit means that the price won't reach your, your target as easily, so your win rate may go down again a little bit. But at the same time, when the price reaches your take profit, your reward to risk ratio and the potential reward will go up significantly. And again, those are the little parameters that you can play around with and see what makes sense to you. And this is, I think, a problem that many traders never go past. Um, and everybody always says, okay, I need to find a strategy that makes sense to me. Um, but they never go, or they never look at the real thing, um, stop loss size and take profit, because this will determine the win rate. How often do you get positive feedback? How long do you stay in trades? How um, do you deal with patience and all of those things? Um, how do you size uh, risk or positions, I should say. This is also, everything is part, and all of those things, how do you manage uh, your trade? Do you use an active approach? Do you use a passive approach? Um, okay, this needs to be, uh, obviously, um, correlations, and all of those things. All of those things together, this is what a trading strategy is. Most people misbelieve or just they don't know better because this is what everybody's talking in the trading industry, a better indicator, a better trick, um, blah, 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 blah. And then they never go past the one point and they completely forget everything else. And only once a trader really has a holistic approach, then he can, then he has a chance of trading profitable. Otherwise, you are just being an amateur tossed around uh, and just a complete victim. All right, sorry for the little rant, I hope this helps. But this is something that I see, um, the, all the trading industry is, um, is giving new traders or inexperienced traders the wrong idea of what trading really is. And that is, and I, I always say trading, obviously it's not that easy, it's not hard, it is simple. Good, good trading is simple if you know what you're looking for. It's just like losing weight. It's not, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to know how to get in shape and how to lose weight. It is simple. It's not easy. It, it does require effort, obviously. It does require that you put in the work. Uh, but the, the, the objective rules are very simple. In trading as well, you stick to a system, you make it your own, 
you look at stop and take profit placement, how does it affect your reward to risk ratio, win rate, um, you look at risk, how much risk can you personally take so that drawdowns don't affect you that much uh, and all of that things. Good question, Bradley. When you're creating a system, how do you know the rules are the right ones to have? Um, obviously, you don't know that. And uh, in the beginning, your results won't be great. But it is with anything, whether you start at a new job. Obviously, the beginning, when you have your first day, uh, they won't just put you in a CEO position and say, okay, here, there are 300,000 people, um, $5 billion, go figure it out. You start very slowly and then you need to build your experience. You learn, okay, what works well, what doesn't work well, and you need to track it. You need to really analyze it. You don't, and you don't necessarily need a trading journal from the start, although I think you may do, but the one thing you can do is go through your past 10, 20 trades, and that's why I have a notebook. You take a notebook and you write down on the one hand, for every trade, what did you do right? What did you do wrong? And then you can already find patterns often. There will be on the things you do wrong side. What I've seen with the traders that I mentor is that they're not doing everything completely wrong. They're usually just two, three, four things maybe that they keep repeating and keep repeating and that makes them or keeps them stuck in this uh, cycle where they don't know how to get out. And if you don't, um, if you don't review your trades, this won't become obvious and you will be stuck in this loop and the only thing you see is that I'm losing money, I'm losing money, but you don't know why. And it just takes maybe 10 minutes every week, 20 minutes every week. You just go through your trades one by one by one and you look, okay, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? What do I need to improve? Uh, and then you can slowly and slowly move into the right direction. Uh, and then you can make small adjustments month after month, week after week. And that is, in my opinion, the only way how you can get better. This is how I developed my trading strategy. I've been trading for 12 years and I still, every month I make small adjustments. Every year I have a very, not a very different, but I have a much, much better trading approach than the year I have in the past. Because I always review, I always refine my approach. I look at, okay, what is the market doing right now? How do I need to respond to that? What are maybe rules that worked well in the past, but maybe need a little bit of adjustment. And this is, uh, yeah, those are the things people obviously don't want to talk about. I could sell a lot of courses if I would, um, if I would just tell you what you want to hear. Just get this course, learn the secret, and then you will be rich next month and the Ferrari will be right next to you in your living room. This is not how trading works. And this is not what Moritz and I are here for. If you are in our masterclass or if you want to be, um, this is the long-term approach. This is how you really learn to become a long-term profitable trader. Uh, you learn how to really treat this as a business. And most traders, when I ask them, when they're struggling, I ask them, do you really deserve to be a profitable trader? Do you really deserve the way you approach trading right now? Do you really want to put the food on your table with this approach that you have for your family? Do you want to really um, have your retirement fund based off of those things and people will realize very quickly that the way they're doing it is often not really professional it's not sustainable they are all over the place there's no structure 
And how scary is it um, if you think, okay, this is, I'm now a full-time trader. Uh, I need to put money on the uh, on food on the table for my family, uh, my family, my, uh, my kids, my wife, they all depend on my trading. But what are you doing? Look at your trading right now. You are all over the place. You have no approach. Um, you're breaking your rules. You're in and out. You don't even have maybe rules. You're just jumping from indicator to indicator. And this is unfortunately what the, the trading industry has become. Um, and you need to approach it from really, and this is a business. This is really a business. I wake up every morning, do my homework, do my trading work. In the night, uh, I review my trades. And this is how you get better over time. And I know this is not a sexy advice that will scare many people off. Many won't come back, but this is just, yeah. Ever, ever since we started Trade Society, we made a promise to ourselves that we just say it as it is. Uh, Simon, you want, uh, you work full time. Um, I want to trade on a two hour time frame on the cable. Uh, that's usually not the best advice. So um, our traders, the one I mentor, um, many of them work full time. Uh, what I usually suggest is that they go to the higher time frames. The 12 hour um, is very, very good. The eight hour is still okay if you can check your charts every eight hours, if that's possible with your uh, work schedule. Um, the higher time frames are usually much, much better suited for people who are uh, full time. Um, and also just trading one pair is usually not a good advice. You need to spread yourself out. You need to follow a lot of pairs so that you can uh, be selective. Um, the more pairs you have, obviously, um, the more opportunities you have. And then you can say, okay, this doesn't look quite right. It's okay, but I have three other pairs that look very, very nice um, and I can trade them. If you are limiting yourself to one pair, um, and then this pair may be stuck in a range like here for days and days or here for days and days, or you get ripped around here and here. Um, that's very tough. How much should a new trader focus on trading aspect and how much on, um, well, if, if you're not a scalper, you are trading, uh, the actual trading time is very, very limited. I don't need, during the week, I rarely look more at my charts than 30 minutes a day uh, because I do my preparation, I do my, uh, my watch lists, I set my alarms, I know exactly when I want to get in and where I want to get in and what has to happen. And then I just need to check, okay, does this happen? Yes, then I trade. No, then I don't do anything. And I just come back every uh, few hours to check my charts. Is it already happening? Yes, no. If not, I go away, I do something else in the night, then I update my trading journals, I update my watch lists, my trading plan, uh, and the rest you can use on working on yourself. And many traders naturally, obviously, they get into this self-improvement. Um, I have it here. Um, it's my, another, a new, um, a, a new journal. I go through those every few, uh, few weeks, few months, uh, because you need to really understand that in trading, you are obviously, you personally are the weakest link. And also everything um, 
it really depends on you. You need to really perform at your best level. Um, otherwise, you have no chance in this trading business. And you need to constantly work on yourself. You need to monitor what are your thought patterns, how do you talk to yourself. Many people have a problem with a negative self-talk. Um, this is very, very unfortunate. And if you are just, um, if, you, if you are new to uh, this and you stop just listening to how do you interact with yourself, how do you talk to yourself, um, you would never talk to a friend like the way you talk to yourself in your head. And you need to become aware of that. You need to work on that and you need to become better with that. You need to develop discipline, not only in trading outside of your life. You need to just become the best version of yourself. This I know sounds very, very uh, cliche, um, but it is true. Uh, in the end, no one really cares if you make money. If you don't make money, no one will be there to, to help you out. It all depends on you, how you manage yourself, how you deal with emotions. Can you pick yourself up when the going gets tough? Um, can you manage your patience level? This is, um, yeah. So trading time is really not that much, at least if you are not a scalper. If you are a scalper, obviously you need to be in front of the charts much more. Uh, but if you trade the higher time frames, anything above the one or two hour, you should not watch your charts all day long. Um, the less you can watch your charts, the better it is. Um, you have a self. If I set some rules and trade, I got stuck. Yeah, but a few good trades, that's really all you need. Um, this is something that many traders overlook. You can use services like DarwinX, for example. The best traders on DarwinX, they maybe make 20% per year, per year, not per day, per year, and they have millions and millions of allocations. Um, the best hedge funds, the best funds, they make maybe 10%, 15% per year. If you can make 1% per month, you can attract millions, hundreds of millions of, your, uh, of capital that, will, uh, that you will be able to trade. So don't worry about uh, making or doubling your account every few weeks. Um, really focus on building a track record. It sounds, or many people, many people will just neglect this and they will say, okay, I just start with $1,000 and every month I will double it. And then within two years, I'm a multi-billionaire. That's not how it works. Um, the rich people, the people who are rich, they didn't get there by doubling their money every week. They have a long-term approach. They know that in times when negative interest rates are often, uh, or at least zero interest rates are very, very common, um, if you can perform at 10% a year, you can attract unlimited amount of capitals. So really understand that and really get your ego out of the way. Uh, really make a commitment and a promise to yourself. Say, okay, the next two years, I'm not going to care if I can double my account every month, but I want to make 2% a month consistently. If you can do that, you will be rich beyond what you can imagine. Uh, Simon, you have a fear of losing, then you don't place a trade and then you miss the opportunity. Um, the easiest way to do this is that, to overcome this, is that you actually, you save screenshots of your analysis and then of the trades that you maybe didn't take. 
And then over time you can see, okay, my, my analysis is often quite okay. Um, and then once you see that, it, it slowly starts to build confidence in your, in your approach, um, in yourself as well. How much is a good yearly return on investment in trading? Yeah, it really depends on your objective, obviously. If you want to have, if you want to maybe at one point manage um, a lot of money, then you don't need a lot. If you want to make millions with your, your own money, that's the problem. That's when you need a lot, probably. If you have a very low trade, a small trading account, and you have somehow the belief that you need to turn this into a few millions, you will have a very hard time. Profitable trading starts at making more than 0%. If you can make 5% per year this year, that's a very good start. Then maybe next year you can make 8%. Then the year afterwards, maybe you can make 12%. Then the year afterwards, maybe you can make 15 or 16%. And when you can that, do that, you show it to a wealthy person, um, you have a new investor. If you make 15, 16%, you show it to somebody who has a lot of money, they will instantly give you money. No questions asked. The rich people, they don't know where to put their money. And there are billions and billions out there of people who don't know where to park their money. The world is getting more uncertain, volatility is here. You don't get any money in your bank account. Uh, Bradley, no, I just write down my thoughts. It's just like a diary format. I just write down what comes, uh, whatever comes to my mind. What did I do in the day? What were my struggles during the day? Uh, why did I come? What? And what I really, really focus on um, is negative thought patterns. Whenever I catch myself talking down on myself or whenever I catch myself saying, I can't do this, um, or I don't deserve this, um, or on the other hand, um, when I break a promise that I make to myself, um, how often do you get into this inner dialogue in your, in your mind where you maybe work out uh, and then your mind comes in, wow, you worked out so hard, you were so disciplined all week, let's just get over to Pizza Hut and order five pizza, uh, pizza stuff it in our face and then watch Netflix for the next 12 hours. And we often, and this is, this is something that you really need to, it doesn't always come as extreme, obviously, but how often does your mind or your ego come in or whatever you want to call that, and it convinces you that, okay, you should take this trade. You've waited so long, you don't want to miss this opportunity. It's not quite there yet, but you should take it. And this little voice, once you can start, once you start noticing it the first time, um, it drove me crazy for weeks because... Um, realizing that there's, and it's not you, it's something else talking in your mind all the time about um, it wants to get you into trouble, it wants the quick fix, it doesn't know about long-term and delayed gratification. It always tries to argue, get the pizza, take the trade, cheat on your wife, do that, watch Netflix, play some games, go on Tinder, go on Instagram. Um, and once you can manage this little voice in your head, and once you can um, overcome this um, thing, and once you can discipline it, and once you are more, once you are stronger than this voice, whatever you want to call this, um, then good things can happen to your life. So those are all the things that I put in my journal. Everything that really stands out, um, that is what comes in.
Um, do you use Fibonacci targets? Um, I don't. Moritz uses Fibonacci targets. Um, do you have a new good book you read or read, uh, reading or read? Um, my Kindle is not here. Um, yeah, so I, I've mentioned it in the forum for mindset, I think really good is the, the untethered soul. Let me actually, yeah, if you're in the forum, then you know probably everything that I've, I've read. Things that you should read always are. Welcome to the book club. No, just kidding. Um, from Hesse, Siddhartha is very, very good. Very, very good. How to win friends and influence people. Very, very good. Then really any book from um, Org Mendino. I think this might be mirrored, but Org, OG, OG Mendino. Um, the greatest salesman, the greatest miracle in the world. Very, very good. The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari from Robin Sharma. This is the book I read, I think, uh, when I was in university 12 years ago, who almost started me on, the, on this uh, mindset journey. And obviously, uh, The Alchemist. I think I have it in six different editions. Um, it's just the best book ever. Um, Manuel, yes, Wednesday analysis is as always. Um, how much is the lifetime? So we don't have lifetime um, for our uh, masterclass because lifetime is quite long <laughs> and we cannot plan that long ahead. So what we have is one month um, and here, the, the, and, and every package, the course is included, the price action course. We have three months. And we have, so this week we're going to have four uh, live webinars. I'm doing Monday, Moritz is Tuesday, Thursday is Moritz, and Moritz does a pullback trading um, with Fibonacci's, and I'm coming back on Friday. And on weekend, Moritz and I will do a live Q&A session um, with, uh, with our masterclass. So yeah. So you can choose, the three months is usually uh, what people find the most appealing, it is 510 US dollar for three months and you have access to all the recordings, three live or at least three to four live webinars per week. Every day I share setups, every day Moritz shares setups. It's very nice and you have access to the live. Um... When are you starting your hedge fund? Um, yeah, so this is coming but Obviously, there are a lot of regulations once you start managing other people's money, which is good. Lucas, that's great. And the book um, that really got me into this um, from P... Uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. Um, it's the, the book is called Untethered Soul from... Ah, Michael Singer, uh, really, really good. And this guy is not a spiritual, it's, yeah, he's very spiritual, obviously, but he is also, um, a, or he used to be a CEO and he built 
a billion dollar company. So this is very, very interesting. He's not just the guy who uh, is like one of those hippies who lives yeah, uh, somewhere in the middle of nowhere and just meditates all day, which he does, <laughs> funny enough, but he still, he built a multi-million billion dollar company. A freshly graduate, yeah, and that's, yeah. After I graduated from university, I studied uh, finance. I got my master's in finance. Um, I started working a little bit, and then I just saw the people around me and immediately quit my job, sold everything I had, and just ran away to Asia. And I, I bet everything on myself. I said, okay, I don't want to live the nine to five lifestyle. That's not for me. I don't want to end up where my colleagues were. And I know that, okay, if I put in the work, um, this is not rocket science. I can make it on my own. That is uh, what I did. <clears throat> um, what's the learning time of a new student in the master class um, when they go on their own? That's, that's very hard to say. Um, I would say that um, if you stay maybe three to six months, you have a very, very good foundation you could do it on yourself. Um, well, you probably after six months, you won't go out there uh, and suddenly have a Ferrari, but you have the basic knowledge that would enable you to, to not depend on us anymore. And that's really the goal. We don't want to have people hanging around there for ages. Um, everything that we do is really to encourage um, independent thinking, responsibility, and just, yeah, just accountability. And talking about accountability, um, next week, I don't think we have any masterclass students in here, so this will be a surprise though. Uh, next week, Moritz and I, will, we will start something very special uh, in the masterclass when it comes to accountability in your life and trading and how to really make big, big progress. Siddhartha is the best. Yeah, and funny enough, um, I never read a book in uh, until I, I finished uh, high school. I, I absolutely hated it. I talked about this um, tomorrow. It's yesterday. Uh, yesterday we were um, we were doing something together yesterday, and I told him in high school I never read a single book. Whenever we had a book uh, exam coming up, and that's by the way how I passed my English and my uh, my German uh, high school diploma. I was looking, I was Googling for the Simpsons episodes on Macbeth and for uh, Faust, Goethe. Uh, and that's how I then picked up the basics. And then after, you know, uh, after high school, I, I started appreciating the value of books. And now I have, yeah, an unlimited um, supply of books on my, uh, on my Kindle. <clears throat> Why did you choose Forex over stocks? Um, well, I did, I did look into stocks. I had my first stock portfolio actually when I was um, 16, but I never really enjoyed stocks too much. Um, I like the way Forex moves because um, the, 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 the dynamic of uh, Forex pairs, um, where you have two Forex pairs, obviously, or two currencies that build one Forex pair, and in, in stocks, you have a very, very big difference between rallies and sell-offs. Uh, in Forex, you don't have that. So it doesn't really matter if the price is going up or down. It usually always moves the same. So you can trade 
the inverse head and shoulders, just like um, like the like a real head and shoulders. You can trade an ascending triangle like a descending. So if you trade long or short, doesn't really matter that much in Forex. The market will move very, very similarly, but in stocks, it, it moves very differently. Um, yeah, I've considered writing a book on psychology. I actually started it, but then recently, Moritz and I, we made a complete turnaround. Um, we don't, we want to limit our output. You will not see as many blogs anymore. Um, a few YouTube videos, uh, our podcast will be reduced. Um, I will just do the Sunday webinars and everything, our whole energy and our whole focus will be put into our masterclass now. We really want to make a very, very big difference in the masterclass with the people that we uh, mentor there. And all of my energy and all of my time is in the masterclass now.